Welcome to Thriving the Future podcast, where we're finding positive solutions to thrive in the tough times ahead. Episode 16, Ditch the Debt, Now Ditch the Consumer Mindset. Okay, welcome back to Thriving the Future podcast. This is episode 16. We are talking about ditch the debt, now ditch the consumer mindset. So people understand what debt is, pretty much. So what about the consumer mindset? I think the consumer mindset is what drives most people being stuck in the debt right now. Mm-hmm. That that always buying things causes you to not have a budget or be outside that budget. It confuses your needs and wants. Mm, that's good. And so you're so you think you need it, but you only really want it. And some of those you think you want it now, and tomorrow you would question it, right? Right. It's like the, the, the fancy sales pitch when you're walking down the store aisle, right? And they have one of those special demo things, right? And sure. You get pulled in. Oh, I want that. I have to have that. I need that. What am I going to do without that? And then, oh, how am I going to? I'll put it on the credit card and we'll just take it out of next week's check instead of putting something in savings, right? Yep. Or, you know, um, instead of walking away and thinking about it for a big item like um, a appliance or a car or something like that you should always walk away and, <laughs> and, and oh, sit you, on you, it yeah 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 because it's very easy to confuse right once in needs it's that that inner inner push that mm-hmm. so why would people be confused about that because their whole economy is based on it yeah our whole economy is based on growth 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 consumer product index um or what is it? Consumer confidence index, right? But the, the, but it's also many companies have planned they need X number of sales to stay viable mm-hmm. for next year, right? And so they have to sell to somebody, mm-hmm. and so they have to use manipulative tactics to tell you about products. Yeah, or you use planned obsolescence, right? Well, yeah, planned obsolescence gets in there right there because they, they, they have to have this sale to be viable next year, right? Mm-hmm. And so people won't buy it if it works forever, so we have to make sure it breaks. Sure. And how, where do we find that line where it breaks and people are still happy with us, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we've seen that planned obsolescence get shorter and shorter and shorter, so the products die sooner and sooner and sooner. It has to, yeah. Like, uh, I have a laser printer. It was a black and white laser printer that was came out in the 90s right it just now quit Hmm. last week right and what broke were the little plastic pieces on the rollers Hmm. so it can't feed the paper right sure technically if i wanted to i could probably go get a 3d printer print me some of those put them on there and get it up and working again but inkjet printers don't last six months anymore right on purpose, they'll sell you. I bought a printer for, I bought that printer down there, for fifty nine dollars. Right. And the ink costs more. And the ink cartridges cost more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the, the planned obsolescence has really shrunk, right? Right. I mean, most people got rid of that black and white laser printer, you know, in the two thousands to get a better one, right? Mm-hmm. Even offices and businesses. But for me, it worked a long time. Sure. Because they used to build them that way, right? The planned obsolescence was more 10 years than mm-hmm. six months. And they're starting to get uh, us accustomed to renting 
you're paying a subscription per year rather than it's having a physical. It's going to break anyway. Let's just thing. go to Harbor Freight and buy the off-brand. Right. Or, you know, if you're buying a tool online or a service online, you don't own it. You have a subscription for a year. Right. right? So even Office pretty much is that way. So Because everything must progress. Mm-hmm. And if and if Apple doesn't have the, I mean, even when they do, even if they have, even if they meet their goals for sales, their stock may still go down because it wasn't some outrageous gain. Right. But and part of the problem with that progress thing is how we've defined progress, right? Mm -hmm. If you had a community or a group of people or an economy built, economy would be best, right? Built on people needing less and less your product your progress measure would be different but right now progress is higher and higher amounts of sales right in an inflating dollar hmm. inflation is good right because that means something is growing that they've linked those two ideas together mm -hmm. they really shouldn't be linked together but they are and so unless inflation is happening then we have a slow economy and the world's going to end <laughs> That's questionable if we've been paying attention to the way economics have been working lately. But right. But I, I, so so let's define the consumer mindset. What what do you? Because we're talking about the mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And this applies even if you haven't completely ditched the debt yet. You're working on ditching the debt. Getting rid of this mindset sets you up to get rid of the rest of that debt. Yeah, I struggle with this just because I grew up poor. Um, when I grew up. People didn't go out to eat during the week. Right. They only went out to eat on the weekend. You didn't have, you didn't have Olive Garden. You know, you had fast food and people would go out, you know, during the week sometime. But the main restaurants were mostly local. They had to make all of their money on the weekend, even if they were open during the week, because basically right. nobody went out to eat during the week. At least we didn't. And uh, it was really hard when I, when, um, I'm not saying successful or whatever, but, you know, when I got older and then had money so that it would, uh, let's go out to eat, right? Or, it, it, it or is I need a this or whatever. status symbol, right? right? It was, to, people don't do this. Sure. And I'm going to do it because I can, because I want to feel important and mm -hmm. I want to, soothe an emotional loss or a achieve a status right and i think that is a lot of the consumer mindset those are the emotions they play on to do that but see even their progress is defined as eating out at a restaurant mm -hmm. in what we were taught in what we saw but we could define progress as the number of meals i cook for myself at home yeah. And I think we're seeing that start to flip, right? People yeah. are trying to find that. that mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what the, a lot of the homesteading traditional direction is, right? They're looking for this other definition of progress that they can't see. Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. and then it's less vacuous cattle. Uh, and it's also calories and stuff, right? Right. It's, it, it's that, in, yeah. There's a whole health side to that. But mm -hmm. they are looking for redefining progress. What is a better society? And they're not seeing it that way. They're just seeing, this looks better, so I'm going to start canning things, or I'm going to start storing things, or I'm going to I'm going to try and do what my grandparents did without understanding it. 
the value and the mindset was different. Hmm. Right? Okay. Gra- gr- grandpa's mindset was you go out to dinner on the weekends, on a date, or a special event, or somebody's birthday, right? Right. On Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. On those, those are when you go out. The rest of the time you eat at home because family is family and family needs to eat together yeah. in the home, right? That is the mindset. That is the value. And less and less of that by my grandfather's generation would have been called, wouldn't be called progress, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to that, they would start calling that progress. We don't see it that way. We see the less time I have to spend in my kitchen, the less time I have to spend in my garden, the le- it's progress. Mm-hmm. The more time I can watch Netflix or be entertained or have somebody else do for me because I want to feel like I have a servant even though I'm tipping them, right? That's, sure. That it's a, it's a play on the power, right? Mm-hmm. Feel power. Right. And it's even worse now that folks are, you know, working both spouses work or there's only one spouse, right? Right. And uh, and it's it's trying to buy the love or whatever of your 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 kid or your loved ones or whatever else. So the Swaging guilt. Yeah, I have a friend who's uh, who has children, grandchildren, and he even has a couple great grandchildren. For some reason they're still buying gifts for everybody at Christmas time and they end up going in debt every year like three thousand dollars. And, you know, you would have to really work hard. Now we've talked we've talked before about one way you can offset that is by, you know, buying gift cards or whatever all year round. So or you know, Christmas club type thing all year round. But still three thousand dollars for a Christmas is outrageous. So you know, somebody needs to be asking some questions on why am I, why am I doing it to oh, that no, level? No, 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 I'm going to go buy stuff and soothe that guilt feeling. I'm going to go buy stuff and soothe that emotion. I'm going to go shopping for entertainment purposes. Sure. I am not going to face who I am as a person. Mm, right. Okay. That, that, I think that's part of that mindset. Mm-hmm. I think another big one is that we think, and this goes with what you're saying, we buy gifts First, before we consider any op- other option as a gift. Yeah. Right? We don't consider regifting. I've got things that sit on my shelves everywhere, right? I no longer eat wheat right. and pasta, right? Mm-hmm. But I have a pasta maker because I liked making pasta, and I had a really nice one. Mm-hmm. And it's basically sat on the shelf for over five years now. Hmm. I just wrapped that up to give to a friend for a birthday present because it's just going to sit there and collect more dust. Right, right. I used to use it all the time, right? I used some very bad ones before I bought the nice one. Mm -hmm. And they may use it once or twice, right? Right. I don't know. But it's just sitting there doing nothing. That's an option, right? Well, also... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And also get to the point where instead of buying something, you make something, you, you have a product from your... Your right. farm or whatever else, or, you know. Or just your hobbies, right? I right. mean, you know, so some people really like the pepper jam, the, the pepper jams, right, that people mm-hmm. make, right? You can make some of those and have them there, right? You're not going to go through all the ones you have on your shelf necessarily. Sure. And you can do those up a little bit and make, you know, like a sample package. 
mm-hmm. instead of going and buying the sample one at Christmas, like you know, you get all the little jelly jars and yeah. the salami. You can go buy a salami and take a few of those off the shelf, and you've got that. You can think ahead that way, right? That's a good that idea. is a idea, right? And, we, and we've been doing the sodas and the vinegars right. and the ciders mm-hmm. and the wines, sure, and the tinctures. I mean, can you imagine? Opening a thing and getting an echinacea tincture and um, two or three others. I, right. Mine's going, can't mm-hmm. think of them, but as a, like a herbal first aid kit. Right. And when you're making a tincture and you're making a quart jar, right, it, it'll fill a little dropper bottle. Mm-hmm. Two or three of those. Can you make, that would be a great gift to open. Sure. And put, a, put something in there about uh, this is how you use it. Right. Maybe a and, small little book or whatever. Right. And then put your phone number there. So when you're going to go use this and you have questions because you didn't read any of this and you're going to use it and you have questions, call me. Mm-hmm. And here it's simple, right? Just call me. We'll talk through it again. Right. And if you get fancy labels or you get a fancy ribbon and put it on there, it, it's just as good as something you buy. Right. And you, you can do all kinds of things mm-hmm. with packaging. Like you can go to the thrift store and buy some of those little wicker baskets or whatever sure, sure. and build your own. You know, you got those in there, maybe some band-aids and you've got little like a little first aid kit thing. Or you can do that with the jams and put in some fruit, right? Mm-hmm. And go to the store and buy a couple bags of apples and oranges and pears, right? And you can put those in there right. with the jams, right? And you have that. Or some nuts, right? That sure. make, the, make the gift basket rather than go buy it from the florist who mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. care. Right. You could make, I know people that make quilts. I know people that make candles. I know people that do those. All of those are valid things, right? Right. I, I'm, I'm working on learning to do some small woodworking things, like wooden spoons. Mm-hmm. I'm working my way there. Those would actually be really good gifts. And as you're learning and building that skill, right? Right. You're going to have a bunch of samples. Yeah. Extras you're never going to use. That would be a possibility, right? Those, right. Those, those things are all that. But we can even go another way that doesn't really cost anything, right? You can spend time with them. You can go on yeah. a hike. Mm-hmm. You could come over and sharpen all the knives in their kitchen or the knives in the, the scissors or their chainsaw mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, right? Or, or do or, like what we have at the, at the barter blanket where someone actually trades, this is worth four hours of my labor. Right. But right. You, you, that's what I was going to say next, is you can come help them with a project, right? Mm-hmm. Give, give them, you can go print up a real fancy thing, right? Sure. One voucher for four hours uh, help on any project, right? Mm-hmm. You can give that to them as a gift. Right. Th- th- those are all gift items, but that's not what we think. We go, oh, somebody's birthday or somebody's anniversary or somebody's Christmas, right? And we think, where am I going to go spend the dollars? Mm-hmm. So, so part of ditching that consumer mindset is to start think about these values we can provide. Right. And not only that, it will help you and your person, right? Because you're going to have a value that you're giving. Sure. And it's a real value. It's like, it's like my grandfather saying that family dinner time was important. Mm-hmm. Right? Part of a very expensive Christmas of buying everybody gifts is because we feel guilty about that time we're not spending with the family, right? Correct. Even though mealtime happens every day, it is actually the real quality time because yeah. it isn't planned, it isn't a vacation, it isn't a museum tour. It is living. 
and we're very divorced, divorced from that, and that's why culture is dying. Right. Absolutely. Or even people go to the go to the restaurant, and then they're all on their phones. Even right. the kids, and then you're like, "Why are you even at the restaurant?" Because you're not well, talking. And, to and each you other. got the other problem, right? Everybody you're talking to you on your phone. They mm-hmm. say, "Pick," or it didn't happen, right? Mm. You got to get a selfie with all these people so people believe I went out to dinner with them, or did I went to the park with them, or right, right? or we did this thing together. If there isn't a pick, it didn't happen. It's the same mentality. It started with buy the T-shirt, right? You go to the concert, mm-hmm. you have to buy the T-shirt. Sure. You go to the museum, you have to go to the gift store. Mm-hmm. I have to prove that I was here to other people. Right. And you, got, you have to get out of that mindset, right? If you tell me that you went to the Grand Canyon and you tell me about it, why can't I just believe you on that? Mm-hmm. Picker it didn't happen is mistrust. It's eating away at our trust of one another. Right. That's true. So some of the other options you could have... Um, uh, Buy tools that are durable and the best that you can afford so that not because so that you can say, oh, this is awesome, but you're more likely to get something that's more durable than um, the $100 whatever, right? I, I can go buy a cheap tool to do this one thing at Harbor Freight, right? Mm-hmm. I can go buy a better quality tool and do that project for myself. Right. And then I have that tool to go do a similar project or another project for a friend. Sure. Mm -hmm. Or to loan to them to do, right? And if you have a group of people where this person has the cider press and this person has the drill press and the welder and the grinder, right? Right. And this person has maybe the blacksmith shop and this person has all the garden tools. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the bigger ones like the tiller or the whatnot, Right. You create that opportunity to exchange a value. Then it's, I didn't buy a tool just for this project. Mm-hmm. I bought a tool to enhance my community. I, we, we saw this Saturday at the workshop, right? Sure. Before the workshop, Steve came over and ran that snake down through my line. We got all of nine feet wonderfully before we've, we've got some kind of problem. Now right. we know where we need to dig up. But that saved me money of having to call a plumber. Mm-hmm. And he bought it because it helps him once or twice a year. Right. But now he can help a whole community with that. Yeah, definitely. Right. Those well, kind yeah. of those kind of purchases take the value out of, well, I'm only going to use this once. Well, I may only use it once, but Scott may use it three times, right? Mm-hmm. Th- th- there is a thing there. And that is how you build community. The guy that has the tools that are good, right? I mean, you can be that guy. Sure. Yeah, and like we were saying, you know, we make vinegar. Some of us have eggs. You know, you can get into your own little economy there where, I mean, I like our vinegar a lot better than the store vinegar. Well, how much vinegar do you want? Yeah. how big can you brew it? I mean, it doesn't take much more to brew a gallon than a quart, right? Right. And you may not, you know... And you might do quarts, you know, to find out which vinegars you like the most. Sure. But doing a few gallons that you could give away or share so somebody else doesn't have to do it is mm-hmm. a big deal. We got people that got herbs everywhere. I'm looking to infuse some oils. Right. And then the vinegars. And you have a salad set. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then you know, like like we had uh, some unique sodas at the workshops, right? So we had we had uh, lavender soda, right? And we had um, mint soda, which right. you don't you just don't see those. And then if you get if you get to that point, um, people can start developing taste for for stuff like that, right? My sister loves uh, Tulsi sacred mm-hmm. basil, right? So I made her a soda with that. Really? What yeah. does that taste like? Well, most of it went all over the ceiling and everything. <laughs> That's uh, the one that blew But it was off. really good. Yeah. Uh, but it was her birthday, right? And right. I was like, she loves this herb, and I have not tried this. Let's try that. It was really, really good. Uh-huh. And then I also, um, some people have a, not, not diabetes, but they're watching their sugars, right? Sure. Agave syrup will act differently than sugar. It will actually lower blood sugar. Which is one of the reasons diabetics can drink tequila, right? Because that that effect passes on from the cactus properties, right? Um, mm-hmm. Can't mm-hmm. think of the part of it. So I did half of it sugar and half of it with the agave syrup for the sugar for that. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. It was a completely different flavor. Yeah, the, but you know, I, I messed up the different. yeast somehow. I wasn't paying enough attention and put too much in, or it didn't monitor the bottles, or <laughs> it blew up. <laughs> right. It was a great. Soda, but... That's funny. <laughs> but I think this also, we need to think about the consumer mindset applies to more than just goods. Right. It applies to services. Mm, yes. And I think this touches back to one of the other reasons we have this consumer mindset. We have this fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. And the fear of the stat, they're not having the status symbol. I don't have what my neighbor has. How many gym memberships are out there not being used. Well, let's see. It's it's uh it's past January, so there's a lot of them. Right. And we do that. We 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 need to really look at ourselves and say, why am I letting somebody else set my priorities? Mhm. Well, well and get in, in, get into PayPal and go in there and see what kind of subscriptions you still have set up. That are on a re, uh, repeating, uh, renewing basis, you'd be kind of surprised. That's a good way to cut expenses. Sorry, I cut you off. No, you're you're fine. It's kind of what we do, right? Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, the inspiration goes back and forth. Uh, the, but those services, there there are many of them, and I uh-huh. can't think. You know, do you need Spotify and YouTube Music and um, I can't think of the other one that's big, right? Yeah, or, or the latest one all the time, right? Those are things we're, we think we need. Some of them are once. Sure. I mean, I used to buy MP3s, right? Mm-hmm. And then I didn't need to stream them. Right. It's cheaper. I get the same value. I get to listen to the song anytime I want. Right. I don't get my cell phone bandwidth. <laughs> data transfer, right? Yeah. Can, 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 can I drop how much data I'm using by changing that habit? Mm-hmm. But we think more is better, and being able to have status with this other person is yeah, important. We need to look at that because it's really standing in the way of some of the other stuff we've talked about, like living your intentional life. Right. And that, that goes into tying it into the debt as well is that you know, you uh, there's too many people that are 
have switched houses and refinanced and refinanced and refinanced to keep that consumer mindset going or to pay down the debt that they went crazy on, their credit card debt. And, uh, and then they get to retirement and their house isn't paid off. Because you got a 30-year loan. I mean, basically, you can't retire if you don't have your house paid off. I mean, you could, but it's going to be not very pleasant. Right. Well, let's look at it another way. By having the debt and not paying it off and having the mortgage and not paying it off, you Mm -hmm. do something else. You restrict the use of your financial capital. Sure. To invest in other forms of capital. Mm Mm-hmm. You tie your time to how long you have to work. Right. I, I, I've known people that have owned businesses, right? And so they have the house paid off and other stuff just because they were successful. They were able to transfer to part-time. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because I, I like the work and I kind of need some money coming in and I need something to do. But they could take off two, three months a year and go travel Europe. Sure. Or go to some conferences or those things, right? And you start looking at quality of life. Yeah. And and because you're living to you're you're not living to work, you're whatever, right? Right. But until you sort out your wants from your needs and look at where you're spending your money to get to your intention, you can't build the intentional life. Mm-hmm. And I think the other one that happens with this is when we stay in this mindset, we trap ourselves into only seeing our value in financial capital. Right. And when we're there, we can't figure out a way to do a side hustle that provides something other than planned obsolescent goods and sure. values, even in the services, right? And if we continue in that mindset, we cannot build a resilient and self-sufficient community because it always has to be grabbing more resources to throw paper plates in the landfill. (laughs) Until we ditch this mindset, we will not have a resilient community as much as we talk about it. We will not have a self-sufficient community as much as we talk about it because we are feeding a landfill. Mm -hmm. And we have to go to war with our neighbor to get the more resources to fill the landfill. So we have to start ditching this mindset if we're going to get serious about an alternate system because it's eating at the core of it because we can't think of anything that's a service that doesn't get thrown in the landfill. I mean, if we monetize this podcast, and we might, we need to think about how we're doing it because we don't want to be a throwaway product. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to compromise so that you can have the... The big audience, right? So well, it, it, it's not just audience. We've said we wanted evergreen content. Mm-hmm. So there are certain current issues that would get us tons and tons of hits because our opinions on those are controversial and unheard. Yeah, like central bank digital currency. <laughs> it's too easy. Yeah, but sticking with the evergreen content means we are providing a value. That people can go through later. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you can go back and listen to these again. You can go back and listen to these as your kid gets older, right? And t- and this is the conversation. They can say Scott and Perpend are dumb and wrong on this point, and let's discuss why. Yeah, and you're not stuck in the 
2022 bucket, right? So I listened to some podcasts from last year and, you know, they're talking about stuff that happened last year or they're making predictions about what's going to happen. And you look back at that now and you kind of go, well, this was wrong and they didn't go as worse as they, as, you know, it actually got. And then that has no... You know, you it, it, it doesn't have replay value. It doesn't have sticky value. It doesn't have group. It's a planned coming. obsolescence product, right? Yeah, that's it's true. one of the reasons the podcasts go three hours. Mm-hmm. More commercials on YouTube. Mm-hmm. More money for Patreon hours. Sure. More. It, it, it is that planned obsolescence mindset because they're still stuck in a consume mindset Mm -hmm. consume and throw away consume and throw away consume and throw away interesting okay any other uh, tips we have i want to hear other people start brainstorming this i think the chat the telegram chat should be full of ideas that we left out on this right and I, I want more gift ideas. I want more sure. craft ideas, more mm-hmm. DIY ideas, more things I can go do with somebody, right? And I don't want to see Scott providing them all. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see a bunch of them. I want to hear that this was talked about between you and a bunch of people and your kindergartner said, I drew you a picture, mommy. Yep. That's the gift I did. That is the DIY, right? That that That, that is an expression of love. Mm-hmm. And it's a good one. Right. I just thought of that right now, right? I want to hear those ideas, too. I want to hear what kids are saying. I want to hear what the rest of your family is saying. I want to hear things that you would like somebody to do for a gift, right? We've, we've got a guy that wants white mulberry. Right. So we're going to work on getting some start stream because he doesn't do plants as well, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Until people express these ideas, we're stuck in this box of buying people gifts and gift cards. Right. Exactly. Good yeah, we want the resilient community. So we have a link to our Telegram chat on the website. It's over on the right in the uh, in the sidebar over there. So you can join the Telegram chat, and then we have conversations like this on there. We want yeah. to hear some more from the people that are already on there as well. So it's not just the announcements of the of the podcast, but it's actually interaction. So there's some episodes where we get a ton of interaction. There's some where we don't. So yeah, I think this is a good one. Know, get this on is there. A good one. How yeah. are we all going to ditch this mindset? Right. Exactly. What's your tips? What's your tricks? There's got to be some stuff that we haven't covered that, uh, you know, that you have tips and tricks on, right? I know I'm stuck in my box. <laughs> okay. Very good. And and please join us in the conversation. Either leave some comments on the website, uh, interact with us on Twitter. So it's Thriving the Feud. And then also we have the Telegram chat. There's a link on the website. Check it out. And come and interact with us and give us some of your ideas as well. Take care, everybody. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Thriving the Future podcast. Check us out on our website, thrivingthefuture.com. Also follow us on Twitter at Thriving the Feud. And come join our community chat on Telegram. It has a link in the website. This podcast was produced by Scott, the Freedom Farmer, freedomfarmer.net.